So this month, November, is also known as Movember, Men's Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to target this episode towards men. And I received an overwhelming amount of questions from you all this past week. So you can always submit questions to me on my Instagram, at Miami Sex Therapist, or you can go to my website, www.insight-miami.com, and you can submit questions. So this month, it was all males who submitted. And what they really, really want to know is, how do I last longer? How do I stop myself from ejaculating? So I'm here today to answer all your questions. But one question I'm getting on the outside from a lot of colleagues, friends, family is, what's going on in people's sex life during the pandemic? And a lot of people are presuming, well, since we're all in the house together, that everybody's probably just having a ton of sex. And I'm here to tell you that's actually not what's going on. And I wanted to highlight that because if you are somebody out there who is feeling, oh man, I'm, I'm in the house more, I'm not going out as much, I should be having more sex, with my partner, but I'm not really feeling in the mood, nor are they, that's okay. A lot of people are experiencing lower libidos and a lot of people are not having as much sex with their partner. But what I am seeing is a much higher increase in pornography. I am all for pornography. I am, am pro-porn. I encourage a lot of my clients to utilize porn. I always encourage them to think and be conscious where your porn is coming from, because I think that is very important. But what we're seeing is this habitual habit of people turning to porn, and I'm talking men and women, like turning to porn and really starting to become reliant and dependent upon porn. What happens when that happens? Well, when we watch so much porn, we're actually training our brain to have that orgasm when something is very stimulating, when something is very erotic. We see a large difference in a lot of sexual challenges when we've watched a lot of porn, we've really increased, you've heard me say before, that porn tolerance in our brain, our brain is used to that form of excitement and that erotica. Well, we know that porn is not real. When we have sex with a real person, it's completely different and our brain is still waiting for something exciting and erotic to happen and each time it wants more. But a, a partner and a real person in a real situation, that's not the case. So what do we have when people are trying to porn more? Their brain is building that tolerance and then we're seeing more of a challenge when they are going to have sex with their partner. So that's something I work with a lot of my clients on, like I said, many women are both trying to porn and experiencing these porn tolerance um, behaviors and having trouble in their own sex life with their partner. So last week was National Singles Day and I had so many awesome responses from you guys when I asked the question, what do you love about being single? And I loved your responses all the way from making my own decisions, which, you know, you can make the decision with your partner too, but also being able to travel alone, they were just really awesome. And I wanted to highlight in that some of the dating challenges that we're experiencing right now, a lot of people use online dating apps to find somebody, and that is completely still going on right now. 
but it's a little bit harder to do. You know, you have to have the COVID conversation and what do people feel comfortable with and what has your exposure level been? So, you know, there are added pressures and a little added communication that needs to happen. We saw a lot of um, walk dates, six feet apart dates, going to the park, sitting separate, things like that we saw a lot of. But now we also see people getting tired of that. And, and, and I hear you. What I want to tell you is be careful not to fall into the X trap. Right now, it's a very hard time, you know, to have these conversations with somebody we don't even know yet, but we're interested in. It's daunting, it's scary. It can be so much easier to go back and have these conversations with an ex. Yes, it's more comfortable, we're more familiar with that. Those are not in any way reasons to go back to your ex. Being comfortable, having familiarity, those are our safe places. Having those feelings, does not mean that your ex is the right person for you to be with right now. Okay, so today I am doing Melinda's mailbag by myself. My trusty sidekick, Sean, is not able to be here. So let's dive in to your questions. Now, I received a few of the same questions, so I kind of lumped a lot of them together. But the first one is awesome. I love it, and it is. Would you recommend a threesome in a happy married life? Me and my wife wish to, but a lot of people recommend against it. Thanks. And I think this is a really prevalent question. I see it come up in session. I, I hear about it from society. And my first response, my common response to give to you is only have a threesome with somebody that you're married with in the third party when you are in the best place in your marriage. Don't hope that a threesome is going to fix anything. You know, falling into that trap, a lot of people feel, oh, if we have a baby, that will help us get over some of our challenges. A threesome, a baby, they will not help you get over your challenges. So only think about a threesome within a married world if you are in your best place. That means you feel completely comfortable in communicating your feelings and thoughts to your partner. You feel completely open sharing with them. You feel completely confident in yourself and in your marriage. These are reasons and ways that you can then step out. But if you're really hoping that a threesome will fix anything or bring you closer, it oftentimes doesn't. It oftentimes actually tears up that marriage. Uh, one tip I want to leave and I tell all my clients this is prep yourself for that moment. Prep yourself. What is it going to feel like to you knowing that my partner is having sex or having sexual activity with somebody else? How do I feel about that? What is that moment going to be? Because it really can be traumatizing for a lot of people and a very unexpected response. Alright, my second question. Hey, I saw your Instagram. Can you give me advice on how to last longer and keep an erection? So this was the popular question of the week. All you penis owners, you wanted to know how to stay hard and last longer. So I, I want to just break down this stigma that typically men, penis owners, last between five and seven minutes. That's average. So 
men right now, I think, are under this pressure of that they have to always be ready to have sex and they have to last as long as their partner tells them to and they have to always be completely hard. And, you know, we get, we get a lot of that pressure from porn. But even just in society, you know, we have these feelings and they're not always completely true and they're not accurate and they really create a lot of performance anxiety. And what do we know about anxiety? Anxiety is the most self-defeating emotion that really creates a lot of sexual challenges. So if you're coming to me and you're saying, Melinda, I want to learn how to stay harder and last longer before I ejaculate, there's a few things that I would like to encourage you to start with. Wipe your mind of any expectations that you have. Wipe them. Don't expect yourself to last a ridiculous amount of time. Don't expect your penis to be hard the whole time. Remember, you don't always have to be hard. You can still have unbelievably enjoyable sexy time without being hard. Okay, so one of the ways to last a little longer is to train yourself on how to control your ejaculate. And one of the best ways is when you feel like you are about to ejaculate, right? It is an involuntary response. You have to take a step back and know when you're going to get there. And this is something you can practice with yourself through masturbation. But when you feel like you're getting to that place, stop penetration, stop masturbating. Take a minute, let your body calm down. It can be 15 seconds. It can be up to three minutes, but give your body that time. During that time, take some deep breaths, slow down your breathing, stay calm, and then go back at it. Then begin penetration again. By practicing that, you're actually learning your pelvic floor muscles and you're learning how to control your ejaculate. All right, two questions left. The third question is, in February, I'll be 31 and I've never had a girlfriend in my life. Is it time for me to give up and stay single? I think this is, this is a lot of people. A lot of people haven't had that serious relationship. And my question to them is, what type of partners are you looking for? Sometimes our own fear, the fear we have in connecting with somebody, the fear we have of being vulnerable with somebody, the fear we have in getting hurt or being left, will really steer us in ways to date people that aren't the right match for us. Maybe them themselves are in an emotionally unavailable place. If you are somebody who does want to have a partner, stick with it. But my tip to you would be to explore your own fear. To explore that, what fear am I having? What walls is it putting up? Understanding that, working through that fear will really open doors to creating that meaningful, long-lasting relationship that it sounds like this person is looking for. All right, and last question. Ever since eighth grade, I had a crush on a girl. She told me that a boy who liked her asked her to suck his wiener. Ever since then, every time a woman uses the word wiener, I get turned on. Is this normal that I get turned on by the word wiener? Well, it's very interesting that it happened in this situation, but it happens a lot. So what our brain does is it will pair things in your mind that are sexual. So this man had a crush 
on this girl. Now this girl's talking to him and she's bringing up the word wiener. And as an eighth grade boy, he gets turned on. I wanna first normalize that it is completely okay that when you hear the word wiener, you get turned on. This happened when you were very young and it created this imprint in your mind and that's okay. So you may always get turned on by the word wiener. We all sometimes get a little turned on by something that we've heard in the past that really had an imprint and paired with something sexual in our life. So it may happen in the future and that's okay. Thank you for showing up to today's episode of Melinda in Miami. Just to highlight again, it is Movember, so I want to make sure that we are taking care of all your penis questions. So if you have any questions about penis or your sex life in general, head to my Instagram at Miami Sex Therapist. Send me a DM with your question. I will be answering them again next week. You can also check out my website at www.inside-miami.com. Fill out the form, super easy. Put in your question. Can't wait to hear from all of you. I'm Melinda Desetta, your sex therapist. Now go out and have great sex.